Welcome to Conversations and Coffee Podcast, where I bring a new guest on each episode to have a conversation and a coffee. This podcast is brought to you to enlighten other people's stories, and I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome to Conversations and Coffee. Today I'm here with Luke Keeler, ahead of his boxing fight in November over in Glasgow. Luke, thank you so much for coming no on. Yeah, thank you. Um, Luke, we're here in the Coliseum Gym where you spend most of your time training with one of the best in the business, Pete Taylor. Um, this conversation around how you even got into boxing, right, how you started and how you, you know, went into your professional career. But what it's like in the life of a boxer, in the life of a pro boxer, the train and the strength and condition and the you know, rest days and stuff. So mm. tell us a little bit about how you even got into the boxing in the first place. I, st- I started, my me, me uncle Stephen boxed, he, he, he knew your father, but uh, he boxed and he was kind of an idol of mine. So I was about seven, he brought me over to Sabres Boxing Club, me and my brother and me just stand there in front of the mirror, do a bit of shadow boxing. My dad as well encouraged that with gloves around the house and stuff. So just lead it on and I wasn't great at football or any other sports, so I kind of fell into that and loved fighting. Fought in school and just, you know, he used to have, he was the best fighter in the school, you know, in that year and all, but just kind of led, led into boxing since I was eight and, and I loved that and, and just kept going, you know. I didn't need much encouragement from parents or stayed there and kept it going and just uh, each year just kept kept it up like. Uh, what age are we talking here now? Oh, since I was since I was eight, you know what I mean. I kept up. A lot of guys just drifting and out, but I, I kept it going and uh, competed like one toy or one toils and stuff. And then won an Irish title, one Leinster's box for Ireland. But uh, I turned pro then six years ago, and uh, first four years of being pro, I was working full time as well. I went to college, done a degree in engineering. It was kind of I never took uh, like full commitment into boxing. It was always. I was always like I train hard and I train three or four times a week, but I never actually uh, made the jump, you know that kind of way. So uh, it was only two years ago I, I went full time. Uh, started off with, with Pete Taylor here, and uh, that's when I seen the change, you know the difference. Like when, difference. when I actually just fully committed to something, mm-hmm. like uh, you know yourself, you can't. Even other things going on, like. It, it's like juggling a couple yeah, of things. Yeah, it's you too chase hard, two yeah. rabbits, you won't, you won't catch either. Yeah. And you're doing three sessions a day most days up here, aren't you? Well, tw- twice a week we do three, yeah. Most, most, most times it's two sessions a day. Uh, getting the proper rest, proper nutrition. I'm with Charles the last four or five fights mm-hmm. now. My body's changing. Like I'm, I'm doing my strength and conditioning with P, me running with P. Uh, just a full-time pro now. Before I was, I was half in there, you know. Walking uh, and also yeah, doing the walking, boxing. Yeah, yeah your, your mortgage and stuff like that. Well, I wasn't mm-hmm. doing everything right, but uh, the last two years I've committed and, and I've seen changes and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I feel fresh and I know I'll continue to improve, you know. Mm-hmm. And you've sponsors on board now and you know you're getting fights more regular. I mean, you had a mm-hmm. fight just only in August, the, the fourth week of yeah, August. Yeah, back. That, that was the thing as well with me, like the, the pro game of boxing. In Ireland, like it stops start. Like you probably spoke to Craig O'Brien about that. Like you, you have a fight and then you're you're waiting for six months. So I signed with MTK two years ago, and you have immediately have a plan in place. Like your fights in place. Like so, 
you have that safety net to make the jump and leave your job. You know that kind of way. There's, there's, structure. Before, there's a structure and, and there's like there's, there's something in place and sponsorship in place. Whereas you almost before, feel like you have an agenda yes, then. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like before, it's hard to leave, leave a well-paid job uh, when you you don't have a, a plan in place. You might have a show. Like there's not many shows in Dublin now. Uh, the lads are waiting around, but with MTK, there's regular fights, regular shows, and, and, and the chance of big fights as well, you know, kind of way. Mm -hmm. So what's kind of the, the plan now for the next number of weeks? I suppose we've about nearly eight weeks or so. Probably yeah. less now, haven't less, we? Yeah, six, six and a half weeks. Six and a half weeks, yeah. I've trained, like, I, I kept tipping away since the last fight. I, I remember, like, when you, when you don't have dates in place, you go missing and you drift out, mm -hmm. and, you, and you lose your fitness, whereas... I'm just kind of staying in the gym and st staying learning mm -hmm. and absorbing everything on that P. Like I'm enjoying my training because I'm improving and, and I'm actually just like, to be honest, the first couple of years as a pro was it like went well, then you've stopped starting. You're kind of in autopilot. You, know, you go to work and you go training and you're, you're stressed rushing from work and you're just, you're just there in body, you know. But now that you have this set set plan in place so I'm just switched on now and, and present kind of training you're not going to and I find like it's I'm looking at the videos on Instagram I'm looking at the videos on social media obvious training through Pete's platform and he's capturing it very well he's giving us a bit of an insight into what his camp is like but you're training alongside some very young talented up and coming boxers that have just joined the program yeah. so you're really putting yourself at a test there because you're putting yourself in against young eager hungry young Irish boxers and you have to be at your A game kind yeah. of well, 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 I, When I first joined with Pete, when we first came together, there was Davey Oliver and, and uh, Gary Cully and re real like elite levels, like Gary was a, a European gold medalist in the amateurs, D Davey was an Olympian and uh, it's only doing running sessions with ears and trying to keep up, you know, kind of way and uh, it just raised your game being around them people and the same with P, he's a winner like and, and you can see that what, what he done with Katie uh, I just presume before meeting P that Katie was just this once-off freaking natural, like, genetic, natural genetic but yeah. it's as much down to the systems in place and the training and his drive as it is about uh, it's, it's much about the upbringing and, and the training techniques as, as well as her obviously undoubted ability, you know, that kind of way. So I give him a lot of credit. I think uh, P kind of changed yeah. her mindset. Well, it just, I, I think it did. It, like, to a winning uh, mindset. Every, yeah, look, everyone just presumed she's this one-off, just world-class fighter, and, and P is just there in the background. But, like, it, uh, the more time I'm spending with P is, like, uh, the more credit I give him, you know? There's a lot to be said about the head coach, I think, and, and sometimes mm. there's not enough credit given for people in the background at all, you know? And, I mean, there's a lot to be said also for your training, which is true Pete, and you know, he has to get huge commemoration for that. But Jim Trishan, yeah. Charles also, I mean, the fuel for your body while you're yeah, putting definitely. your body under the strenuous pressure in camp. Yeah, like you have to feed it right, yeah, like before when I was working full time, you'd be stopping off and spar, say, or just getting, trying to eat as healthy as you can, do you know what I mean? I just always slag myself getting chicken filler rolls, and do you know what I mean? You're not, you're not fueling the right, your body's stressed, but, uh, we have the meal plan in place and my body, like I look at photographs when I first turned pro to now, I'm at a ground and my muscle percentage has increased. Everything everything is just a full time body outlet. Fat yeah, body down. fat's coming down each fight, muscles going up, feeling just cleaner. You know, as soon as you go back on the means, you feel, you feel sharper, cleaner. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The diet is huge. Mm -hmm. like diet now, people are talking about it. Before, it wasn't a big it's thing. Huge. You know? I mean, when I spoke with, with Charles there recently on the podcast, and he was kind of saying to me, like, 
if you were to get into a, a very expensive car and you were to fuel that with crap yeah that car is not going to get very yeah, far yeah. your body near, needs to be nearly treated like you know you need to fuel your body to perform to get by and get through the day the best you can i mean your energy levels you know your performance levels your switch you know when you're in the ring and you're sparring if you're feeling fatigued or lethargic it's everything yeah. have a massive impact yeah and and that's what i'd love to ask massive, you yeah. in fight week what's a typical kind of but you're cutting the, in fight week you're cutting down and you cut down your carbs completely you're making weight so i drop i'd probably drop 10 pounds in my fight week with water loading it and just cutting out on carbs and then you reload and i put on a stone from the day before way into the fight you just rehydrate back up so it's, it's a science to it getting that right that in the like? things is it, is it a weird it's one tough it? it's tough like you know what i mean fight week every fight will tell you it's a mental you, game yeah is it? you're cranky but i'm just like, getting used to it now it's kind of just accepted it's not even hard to be honest uh, you just get it's on with game. it yeah you get on yeah. with it scram. So when we think of this fight coming up now, you had to go on from when I first met you a couple of couple of weeks ago. I met you probably mid July, I'd mm. say, and you fought early August. You were ranked seven mm. in the world. You had to coming down now and cut four places to I'd say toward. Yeah, number three with the WBO. Yeah, the guy I beat was was highly ranked. He fought for a world title right. and, and gave uh, Daniel Jacobs a competitive fight. Right. Uh, so I was expected to have a, like, a tight fight with him, I was a, a big underdog in that fight and stuff, so I beat him well. Uh, I'll, take his, yeah, I'll take his ranking with the WBC, uh, to sign up to some clean boxing programme, and uh, I went up to number three with the WBO. I was number four, Golovigan's fighting for the IBF belt, so I'm number three. I think, in, I just seen today, Andrade, he was, uh, was like, mandated to fight the number one, Stephen Butler, who I don't think wants to fight him. So I don't think that's going to happen. The number two guy, Atlanta Foxy, already beat. So just talk of the Andrade fight happening. Uh, looking at venues, it could be St. Paddy's weekend. Touchwood, we big, get that big, signed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah but big fight. Big. I'll be huge underdog, but uh, there's weak. You're underdog there. in the last yeah, fight, look. yeah. And I'll step it up. In these six months, I'll get the best of sparring mm-hmm. and the best of training with P, and, and I'll pull off that upset. You know what I mean? I think so. And, and when I think the world title is the is the goal. That's really yeah, why you're it. doing all this. You want to obviously enjoy it, the process. You know, you're just enjoying fighting, you're enjoying training, you're enjoying, you know, different spars with different boxes and testing yourself. But really and truly, what's getting you up in the morning, what's keeping you ticking over is, is to hopefully one day get that belt around your waist. Yeah, but at the same time, like, you have to enjoy your training and the presence. You know what I mean? You'd be setting goals and you'd be looking towards that and getting stressed over that. I remember, uh, speaking to Pete about when he gave a great analogy he was saying like you think the Olympics and winning a gold medal with Kay was an amazing experience for him but it was, it was like he put pressure and it was, it was nearly like a relief winning the gold medal for him the way he described it he didn't enjoy any of the build up it was just pure pressure everyone expected him to win so sometimes you can look and say oh war toy war toy I've kind of took a little step back and just I'm enjoying each day you know kind of way I'm, it's a good way of putting it actually yeah. I think you're not living in the moment then you're no. almost like war toy war pressure, toy pressure. Comes, yeah, yeah. you get the successful yeah, uh, decision yeah, you, you want something else, yeah. and then what you yeah. know so it's nice for you yeah. to kind of keep onto one venture to another yeah no I'm enjoying it like I, I spent 10 years working on building sites and uh, I see some of the lads here giving out about training like they, they should try walking and, yeah, and, manual and, and labor, trying to yeah. do, do both do you know what I mean so you're working in construction weren't you yeah I've done a degree in structural engineering uh, 
and it was on on the building sites just doing doing work where you don't miss that no and uh, you appreciate it more i suppose mm -hmm. like uh sometimes you'd be thinking back thinking if, if you make that jump first like would you be like if i just say i had made a jump when i was 22 but you see some of the fires that the likes to say uh, Jason Quigley, who was beaten recently, like he was from the high performance. He was one no more. He beat me in the amateurs a couple of times. Really? Yeah, we, he beat me. We cl close fights, good, good fights from. Uh, Which you don't mind? Yeah, and he he, he was saying the high performance. Always, always walking. So it was like night and day, like they're they're training, and then they go sign with Golden Boy, but and then tr like pro. But then that beating the, the pressure on them. Whereas I went through and walked. I, I bought my house and done well financially. I'm not in a position to yeah, yeah, so like the pressure's person. yeah, the, the pressure's kind of off me. Whereas if you devote your whole life to something, it's like a catch twenty two. Can I can only imagine the pressure that they're under. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I'm literally uh, happy regardless of what happens. You know? You were doing I, it for you. Yeah, yeah. As, as a how would you say more like a personal the, thing? There was less pressure. There was mm -hmm. less pressure on me. You know that kind of way. You could always go back to work or. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're committing your last 10 years to something solely and then you're failing, I can imagine there's more pressure, you know? Mm -hmm. When we think kind of the next couple of years coming up now, so we've got a fight in November, fingers crossed a fight then in the New Year, Patrick's weekend, mm -hmm. or sometime around then. Many more fights are we thinking, hopefully, to see you getting this rightfully deserved title shot? No, I think, I think that there's a warm-up fight in November scheduled, and I think the world title fight will happen Patrick's weekend next so, year. That'd yeah. be the next four years. Touchwood. There's talks of that venues, Boston or New York, and that'd be big. That's what I'm thinking, and I'm, that's what I'm speaking. You know what I mean? You have to uh, believe it, don't yeah. you? you but uh, it's close to happen. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that, that's that's the way things are going to pan out. Uh, November, keep busy, fight, keep fresh, and mm -hmm. I'll keep learning, stay in the gym mm -hmm. all, over Christmas, and just stay building for that. Hopefully, sign for that fight, so it's mm -hmm. it's set in stone before the Christmas. And uh, like you won't see March coming around. It'll come quick, like. And uh, I'll stay in the gym. I'll pull off that upset. It'll be a huge upset. Like I'll be a ten to one underdog. Just twice world champion. This guy Andrade, but there's weaknesses there, and he'd be looking at me as like an easy defense. Whereas, like he's looking at the Canelo fights. That he's avoided guy, and you can take the eye off the ball. I'll go in and, and I'll beat him, and then get them fights. There's That's an element cool. too I find with when you see. A guy that's a favourite, mm. or you see a guy that's like guaranteed to win, as they yeah, say. Yeah. And then this person comes in, more passionate, yeah. more hungry, more motivated, and will sacrifice anything. Yeah, the bleed. To win. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you put see him boxing the all the time. You see him boxing all the time, and uh, I'll do the same now in March. Mm. Like I've seen him with Dennis Hogan. He went to uh, Mexico that time. We were in the Irish A team together in Drimne. Your father was down there, and. Uh, he was the same sort of background as me, he went to Australia, kind of built up slow, uh, wasn't one of the stars of the high performance round. He, uh, he went to Mexico, Munguia was world champion, huge underdog, but he had that belief and he spoke it and, and I, I actually said he nearly sounded deluded, like he was a huge one and no one expected him to win, but his level belief, uh, his level belief going in the, in the build up and obviously in the fight and, and he, he should have won, he got robbed, he did blatantly robbed. He's fighting for a world title again in his next fight at middleweight, I think, for uh, 
I think it's 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 a million percent mindset. A lot of fighters come in beating like this guy Andrade. He's avoided and and you see some of his title defenses and and the lads are beaten before they even get in the ring. I'm going over there to to beat him, uh, and I know he's going to overlook me. So uh, that that's the mindset I go in. I think it's nice to sometimes prove people wrong mm. and sometimes go against what the crowd are saying. You know, when somebody has such a momentum built up against them and everybody is expecting one result and like you said an upset mm. that's when then March will come and I think nobody else deserves it as much as you because we've seen it in the rankings how quick you've come up mm. to, to the higher spaces and it's only a matter of time in my opinion until that belt then does become yours yeah, because definitely. three sessions a day some days in here two most days you know there's a, there's a run up and down these canals here, rain, hell, sleet or snow, I see us all on, on the yeah, videos. Yeah, sprints, now it's tough now, yeah. It doesn't look easy, I mean, when the first time you met here, you came in just from the run. Yeah. And, I mean, I came up the stairs here, I was out of breath, and you had to come in from the run. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's tough. It's yeah, tough. it's tough, tough going, but look at it, it, them little steps, it's all little building blocks. Uh, it means I'll have the fitness now come come uh, March, but uh, it's enjoyable at the same time, you know what I mean? You're saying it's tough, but what's the other side? What else would you, just keep in fresh, healthy, eating well? Like, what, what is the, uh, what's the other side of the What things? do you find harder, just a matter of interest? Do you find the nutrition or do you find the, the training harder? I can't even describe it as hard. It'd be wrong to describe it as hard, because I'm enjoying it, you know? We go back to that, say, like, the way the way I spoke about how he he put so much pressure on himself and but what, to be honest I wasn't enjoying training until I went full time and got me proper rest and uh, so I can't say it's hard like enjoying it. the running sessions are, are torches and them treadmills but you get on with them and, and as soon as they're over you're happy that it's in the bank mm -hmm. so, and then, uh, then there's, with full time you do your training you head home you spend time with rest, your kids you can right, live yeah, life you yeah. can just relax in the past, it was yeah, eight hour stressed, shift, ten yeah, hour shift. Yeah, you paperwork to worry about, and yeah. that's just—it's a complete flip side. I'm very lucky that I'm in a position to train full time, you know. And uh, like, I, I, I can't say it's hard. You see some of the newer lads training, turning over, like giving out about training. They, they don't know lucky they have it, you know. But, uh, it's, There's also it's a thing, well. Luke, with perception as well, isn't there? People think on the outside. It's all lovely and colourful, like he's a professional boxer. And yeah, I think there's lots of money involved. Yeah. Flashy and, you know, you know it better than anybody, Luke. It has its highs and its lows. And yeah. it definitely has its lavish moments where you can enjoy things. You can go on them holidays after a camp and after a fight and you can enjoy yourself. But there's all that hard work you have there's, to yeah, put there's, in. Yeah, there's solid time. Well, your, your body's broken up. You yeah, have yeah. a physio session once a week. You're through the meal, you know what I mean? You're, like, you, you get sore and you, you just put your body through the meal and you, you peak at the right time and, and uh, you're successful. Like, it's, it's, it's enjoyable at the same time, you know? I won't uh, When we think of kind of, I'm thinking just anybody young watching this or any age really thinking, I've always wanted to give boxing a go and I've always wanted to never maybe fight competitively but just get involved and give the train a shot and I've always thought I might be good at this what advice would you give to a younger self well he he does Pete, Pete does the, the boxer size classes and, and technical like you don't have to compete and get hit or, or you can do light sparring like you can always train and, and improve and, and, and get it, it gives guys lots of confidence you know and fitness and health and mental health everything is I think the big thing is uh, fitness in terms of mental health sort of things that you're speaking about for a uh, yeah, just get out and train, and then like the young guys that are going into the pro game, it's just it's kind of 
what a lot of them do is they train hard and then disappear. It's just total commitment and and, and just keeping at it and plugging away. Like you'd say, oh, like I came in and went up the rankings well, but that like it was six years, six and a half years as a pro, to in order to actually get meaningful paydays. So That's crazy. Do you think there's do you think there's money involved? These young guys going in and, and there's no money involved at the start. They sell tickets. They sell tickets to cover opponents. Like there's no money involved in boxing. People think you're you're a professional boxer and you're, you're making uh, huge money. It's only after that five years of hard work and then, then you can do them five six years of hard work and Lewis and and you're putting five or six years of your life and damage to your head and and heartache all, all for like zero payoff like if you break it down to like a like a good salary 50 grand a year and like fighters some fighters i trained with they, they give 10 years to, to the pro game and they just the payday is just barely scraped a, 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 like a, an average living at best and then that, that bodies are broken up you know what I mean but the whole thing they're doing and the whole thing you've done is chase a passion isn't it yeah they, 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 they gave it a go didn't they like and, and that mindset and determination I, I think it always it'll transfer it over to something else you know what I mean if you can use that focus and determination that it doesn't matter what what you put into you you'll do very well you know in in terms of business or work like that I think it stands stands to you that way but you see I see a lot of guys going through through this and and probably a, like a half a percent actually make money and that they actually can invest and be comfortable with so it isn't a it isn't a sport uh, unless you are passionate about that you you'd, uh, you'd encourage <laughs> yeah I think it's more so like. It's either for you or it's not, but when we talk more, we've been talking about the competitive side there and, you know, going full-time and going pro and there's very few people that actually, like you said, stick out the train and stick out that commitment because it's huge discipline, huge, huge um, mental determination to be able to stick at something for that long. But when I'm thinking of somebody that's like, I want to get fit, I want to hit some pads, I want to maybe give sparring a go, just come in. The first thing you can do and the hardest thing to do is just come in, do that first box of size glass repeat come into the gym, hit the bag, put the gloves on. Once you do that then, you'll know if it's for you or not. I think yeah. thinking about it and not coming into the gym. Yeah, I bumped into a guy in the treadmill and he said he's thought about coming down here for two years before he actually made it. Then he's loving it, you know, that kind of way. I think people put a lot of uh, just in their heads, isn't it? Just making that, that step and just going, enemy, yeah. yeah, just going in and doing it. But uh, it's 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 a transfer in the, like, we're in the Coliseum gym, but, uh, Pizza are bringing in a lot of new members, and it's a little buzz about the place. They're just that an extension the, uh, there, yeah. I just great seen buzz, exactly yeah. what I was about to say the new extension yeah. for the boxing gym, and um, even with the ring coming up. But like with bodybuilding, this gym when it began was all it was was bodybuilding, mm. and you know, there's still a large volume of that here. But now I can see, and I think a lot of people are saying in the background that the, the boxes are here to, to take over. And you know, I don't mean take over in a, in a quite literally sense, but more so that boxing in, in, in this gym now is on the rise there's a lot of good talent coming out here a lot of serious training being done day and night and you know before I finish off then for anybody tuning in um, that would like to maybe tune in to your fight they can't make it to Glasgow or if they want to get tickets what's the details there and how can they can they go yeah, you, can, you can private message me online for tickets I have to get an order sent over or it's on the you get it on the, the MTK website uh, they're selling tickets. Uh, it's on OFL TV on YouTube and uh, ESPN as well. Is showing it the Scottish fight. Uh, it's just kind of a keep busy, no risk fight. And then 
Touch hole, I get the, the worth while for signed for St. Patrick's Day. That was the dream. I was actually in New York a, a couple of years ago and, and I stood yeah, outside Madison Square Garden and Amazing. I took a photograph in front of it saying, we actually put last year's date, but like, yeah, you know, yeah, not yeah. too bad. Not too bad. It could have been, yeah, been 10 yeah. years ago, you know. Yeah. I mean, one year off isn't a bad goal to set and, no. and be here one year later, potentially. Touch yeah, touch wood is happening. I'm in that position, you know. Best of luck, Luke. No problem. We'll all be yeah, thanks, yeah, yeah, Thank you so yeah, much, yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, yeah.